Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is usually not longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So we are recording in the, it's, it's like this, this, this fascinating, I don't know, transitional period where we are recording the day after the uh, iOS, uh, the, I don't know, the fall event of 2023, where they announced the new iPhones, the new Apple Watch. Uh, they announced the release date of iOS 17, which we now know is as predicted uh, next Monday, the uh, September 18th. Um, and we're in this very, always this, this, this like few days is always feels like such a strange period where we, I've been in this huge, massive buildup to, you know, what, all, all the things that were announced at WDC, been working furiously all summer. You get to the end of it. And then now it's like all my submissions are out and things are like, you know, oddly quiet, but it's very much like the, like the calm before the storm that's coming on Monday. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of an interesting time to talk about some things. There's some things on the developer side that I think it's important for us to just mention, uh, especially if you're in this transitional period right now, like you're listening to this contemporaneously, like there's some very important things you can do to set yourself up for success, uh, in the next few days. Uh, we're not really a show that's going to go through like all of the announcements and how cool the iPhone camera is. Like there's a much better tech podcast, accidental or otherwise, that would uh, talk you through those kinds of things. Uh, but for us, we're going to talk about the developer side of these things. And I think I can start off by saying I'm always excited to see what Apple has announced. And I was very relieved yesterday to see that there was essentially nothing that it nothing that was announced yesterday that like dramatically changes or is a new need or something that I have to address uh, going forward. Like sometimes you, you know, when they announce a new phone, there can be a new feature. Like last year we had the dynamic Island, which was a thing that wasn't, you know, didn't exist uh, as far as I can remember before uh, it was actually announced. And so that was like, well, I guess like if I wanted my app to support the dynamic Island, which I don't think it actually came, the, the version of iOS that it supported, it came out later, I think, but all the same, it's still always a bit tenuous if there's these new features or things that you'd like to support that you can't. But last night, like there was nothing particularly new. And if, as far as I could tell, the versions of, you know, iOS and watchOS that were the ones that were the final gold master, like, you know, release candidate versions, as far as I can tell, seemed to be almost identical to the version before. So like it was one of those just like deep sigh of relief. <sighs> like that, that's okay. There's not like this massive sort of sprint that I now need to start uh, to fix something or they've made some massive change or things break. So that was a very big, a big relief yesterday. Like I enjoyed watching the event, but I really enjoyed when I, you know, downloaded Xcode, did a build and run and everything was, was fine. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's certainly, you know, sometimes some years you have an event day surprise for, from a developer point of view, it's like, Oh, wait a minute. All of a sudden I can build a pedometer app <laughs> or, you know, whatever yes. the case may be. Um, or, or, oh, there's this new feature of the new phones that they did just launch an API for in the GM SDK, <laughs> and now I have to go quickly support it. Like, sometimes you get those kind of surprises. And that's exciting in a different way, but it is definitely nice some years to not have any of those surprises <laughs> and, and to just be able to say, great, I prepared for this. I expected what happened <laughs> to happen, and now I can I can do my final testing and go and and move on with the rest of my day um and and that's that's wonderful um, i i will say kind of a, a public service announcement for developers right now the, you know ios 17 is coming out in like five days right now is the time to figure out which of your devices are going to be your ios 16 test devices longer term and if you need if those are on the beta downgrade those now Get those on iOS 16, and then go to and then go disable automatic updates in the setting screens on those phones, 
because after iOS 17 is released, as most of you know, it becomes very difficult to impossible to downgrade a phone to an earlier software version. Um, Watches, as far as I know, you can't downgrade, so you're kind of out of luck on that. But anything that you want to keep on the current, you know, to keep on iOS 16, Watch OS 9, uh, whatever the Mac OS version is, iPad, whatever, go do those now. Go turn off software update on those now. And what I would also recommend, um, last year I, I made a mistake. I, I upgraded too many watches, and like the one that was supposed to be my test watch, I had dedicated to be in my beta watch all summer. And then I realized at the end of the summer, wait a minute, now like as soon as I upgraded my my main watch to to the to the new OS, I thought, oh no, wait a minute, I don't have a watch OS eight test device anymore, and my app still ran on, on watch OS eight. And guess what? I had a bug with on launch day. That's right, watch OS 8. <laughs> so sure. I had to like do some logistics with my kids watch and all this stuff, and it was terrible. So I learned then uh, an important lesson. If you are like me and don't have a great memory, get a label maker or borrow the one that's already in your house because for some reason most American houses already contain a label maker. <laughs> so go find, go find your kid's or spouse's label maker and uh, plug it in and make labels and put them on the back of your test devices that say what version of the software they are supposed to stay on. And ideally, you know, if you if you have like, you know, this is up to you if you want to put like the passcode on it, if it's like a test passcode. Um, I also include in these labels what watches these are paired to. And I put a little skinny label on the side of a watch to say what phone it's paired to and what its watch OS version should be. Um, so, you know, basically keep track of your test devices this way, if possible, or whatever way works for you. But like, actually, like, label or somehow indicate on the device, like, do not upgrade past iOS 16 or whatever. Um, so that way, it's easier to keep track of, first of all, you know, it's easy, it's, it's it becomes harder to accidentally upgrade those later, because you forgot what they were for. And you can quickly tell, what devices do I have for testing? What are what are their roles? Um, and it kind of helped keep them that way. So yeah, definitely right now, make sure you lock in and turn off automatic updates for your last version devices because you're about to lose the window to do that. Yes. And, and I think also I would say just, just broadly, this is the moment to like have your, you know, whatever, your annual check-in about your testing device strategy. Because similarly, like if you wanted to get a, you, you know, you look at your setup or you realize, oh no, I've updated too many watches to the latest thing. I need a version that I could uh, install the previous version on. Like if you go and purchase a, you know, you get a refurbished Apple Watch now, it'll still be running uh, watchOS 9. Whereas if you get a refurbished Apple Watch in two months from now, you may or may not be able to find a device that uh, still has that. So like this is the opportune moment to do a little inventory. Like I have just have a, I do it as I have a spreadsheet with color coded rows. Uh, for each of the different, I think I support currently back to iOS 14, I think is the earliest that I support. Um, and so I just have a, you know, a list of devices and I try and, you know, sort of make sure that I have coverage both in terms of, you know, how big of a screen ideally, uh, and then also some, some variance in terms of age. Uh, like I probably have slightly more than you need, but even if you just have one device in every version, make sure that you actually have one device in every version. Uh, and in the same way, it's like if you have a hold, you have a gap, you updated too many things, uh, it's possible to downgrade an iPhone now. Uh, but after, you know, in a month, you won't be able to. So like, this is just one of those moments. Just sit down, make sure your, your, your plans are set. And, you know, I, in my case, that's yeah, like, I think I updated one too many watches this 
this year. So I have two things on watchOS 10 when really I should only have one, but like, that's just the reality because now if I get a new watch, it'll have 10 as well. So it's like, oh, well, but I still have a device on watchOS 9. Um, so like I'm fine there. Otherwise I'd be, you know, going and looking for, you know, a refurbished, cheap, inexpensive, uh, Apple watch that I could find, uh, just to have as a, as a backup for that case. But it's just something, this is, this is the moment because there were times in earlier, you know, in an earlier time when I think the sort of device security rules for iPhones and, and devices were simpler, you could, you know, downgrade or have the restore images from old versions and it would just kind of work. Uh, but the way the device signing now is like, as far as I can tell, without getting into like jailbreaking, which like jailbreaking a testing device doesn't make any sense because then it's no longer a valid testing case because weird things can <laughs> be happening. Uh, so like, this is the just moment to do it. It's like, yeah, it's an excellent point, Margo. Like, we, this is the time to do it. Make sure you're good. And then, you know, you can move on because uh, you only have a few days until that that window starts to close for us. Yeah. And also a little little bit of a safety check here, safety tip. Um when you have an old version of watchOS on a watch, have that watch paired to its corresponding iOS version on a, on a phone because a phone, it, a watch will never upgrade past its paired phone's corresponding version. So if you have a phone on iOS 16 and a watch paired to it, that watch will never auto update to iOS 10. It'll stay or watchOS 10. It'll stay on watchOS 9 because that corresponds to iOS 16. So, you know, don't keep, don't have a watch paired to your iOS 17 phone if you want it to stay on watchOS 9 because it, that will increase the odds of it not doing that. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, manage your test devices, everyone. Yeah, and I suppose it's also good to say this is also just a useful thing to keep in the back of your mind as you're if you are making purchases uh, in the next few days. Um, this is an opportune time to think about those purchases and make sure that you are you know thinking it through. Like, are you going to have a device like I in my you know in my testing setup because they every year they drop some device supports. Like, I have some testing devices now that can only ever support iOS 16. Uh, they, you know, they won't get iOS 17. And so like now I'm, as I'm pur- purchasing new devices, it's like, okay, do I need, do you know, I'm, 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 how is, how is everything going to shuffle down? Cause some very often what I'd end up doing is I'd buy a new device that becomes the, you know, the, in this case, iOS 17 device, then I might, you know, sort of shift things down from there. And so if you're making that purchase and you're going to, you know, sort of have the all rolled over and the one fell out kind of problem, just be thoughtful of how things are going to sort of cascade uh, down your testing device plan. We are brought to you this episode by Electric. When you think of the phrase boss move, you might think of making a bold business decision or maybe giving a great presentation in front of a big crowd. But the reality is sometimes being a boss in a small business means gathering up everything your new employee needs to get started, while your own to-do list just keeps growing. The team over at Electric knows small businesses, maybe like yours, face these challenges. That's why they're on hand to help with time-consuming parts of your business, like standardized device security with best-in-class device management so you can implement best practices across the board and be ready to scale. Employee onboarding and offboarding can be done for you, saving you an average of eight hours per request. And Electric will help keep a single point of visibility into your IT environment to control your devices, networks, and applications, while simplified reporting allows you to achieve and maintain compliance. And proactive IT recommendations and automated workflows make IT easy to manage even for non-technical users. So if you're hearing this and you think your company could use some of these services, but you're not sure where to start, Electric's experts will guide you through the process of establishing standardized IT processes for your organization. 
For our listeners, Electric is offering a free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting. Just go to electric.ai slash radar. That's electric.ai slash radar. Go there now to get your free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones today for scheduling a qualified meeting. Our thanks to Electric for their support of this show. So I think hopefully the next thing to talk about is like we got our device testing set up. The other thing that's I imagine many you know developers are handling and taking care of this time is your actual submissions. Um, and there's just a few things that I think good to keep in mind uh, regarding that. And just sort of based on past experience, I think we can have an expectation for how things are going to go from here. So you know last night uh, they did do the event, and then uh, whatever a couple hours later, I think it was the. You know the the Goldmaster version of Xcode was released, so we could you know test and run. Uh, and then a couple hours after that, again, the the App Store Connect you know was opened up for submissions. And so you know I went through last night and I submitted all my my updates. Uh, you know, one for Pedometer Plus Plus, one for Widget Smith. Um, I submitted those updates, um, and they've actually as of recording, they were just both both have been approved. So great! Um, Congratulations! You know, I, I find it's a it's, it's a very uh, I always find it's a very stressful time that I mean, I've gone through. You just never know how things are going to go with app review. Um, and that <laughs> this, you know, this year it went fine. And sometimes you can just have, you can just get caught by, you know, you're using a new API in a way that, I mean, especially the way that I tend to write things where I'm, I tend to be kind of pushing the bounds of what's possible with these technologies. And sometimes I then find myself on the wrong side of a line, uh, where app review would prefer I'd be on the other, uh, which is fine. And like, I, I worked through it and I, you know, it's, that's just part of the process, but it's always a slightly, you know, I have a tremendous amount of relief, um, coming into, uh, you know, Monday, have knowing that I have two versions, they're good, they're tested, you know, I've been, these are my, you know, I did my no new feet, no more new features, uh, you know, a week ago, and I've just been testing and bug fixing and doing very sort of safe upgrades to these in the sense of I've been, you know, have ideas and things that I want to work on, but I've been putting those off and like, these are the safe, stable versions that I have pretty good confidence on. So I feel good going into it now that I have two approved versions, and unless I found some kind of catastrophic bug, regardless, I will rather submit the, you know, launch these two that I know I have, you know, approved from App Store. And then I can, you know, immediately submit uh, a bug fix update or in a subsequent update. Or, you know, I have a couple of days to come up with other interesting things that could be really compelling. Um, and, you know, the majority of people aren't going to get your app update on the first day. So even there, you're, it'd be fine. But it's good to have something uh, it's sort of ready for that. But there are a few gotchas and things that are just, you can really kind of put yourself in a funny place if you're not aware of. And so the first thing to say is that the way that this process typically works is if you are having brand new app that requires the new version of iOS or watchOS or something like that. So in this case, if you wrote an app that requires iOS 17, if you submit that app and it is approved, Rather than going into like pending developer release, uh, it would go into pending an Apple release, essentially, in which case it would be kind of in this holding pattern and Apple will not allow that app typically to be then pushed out to the App Store because it's not a pub based on a public release of iOS. So fair enough. But the other side of that is if you support previous versions of iOS. So in this case, if you know you support iOS 16, you support iOS 14, whatever that is, um, but you are building with the latest tool set to add features for iOS 17. Uh, it seems like this year, it's, it's, this every year is slightly different with this, but this year it seems uh, if your app is approved, it can go be and be released into the App Store right now. Uh, so even though iOS 17 is not widely available, it is possible for your app to be out there with iOS 17 features. 
Now, I suppose that you could view that in two ways. One is that that's terrifying and complicated and, oh, no, I need to be super careful not to do that because then your marketing and uh, sort of rollout plan gets very complicated because the majority of your users don't have this feature. And so if you talk, you know, message in your app that, hey, here's these brand new features, they'd be like, well, I, I well, what are these things? I can't get them. How is that <laughs> going to work? Uh, I'm like, it could be all kinds of problematic. I mean, maybe you could say like, it's kind of like a soft launch and you can kind of ease your way in. But generally speaking, my advice would be to, well, my advice in general is if you are submitting a, an, an app update to App Store Connect, always say manually release, never have it automatically release, um, just in general, like just, I've been bit by that enough times to now just that is my default is that I wish, and I wish it could just be a default, but it's like, I always want to just manually release, um, by my app update. And in this case, I would say, you know, it, if you submit your app, it gets approved. Awesome. Hold it till Monday. Um, like maybe you could release it slightly earlier that you like as soon as iOS 17 is rolling out, uh, which I think is typically it's like noon Pacific is typically if I in my mind. Uh, the time that I have for like when the actual like ask someone at Apple, I, you know, I, I imagine there's this big like command center somewhere deep in Apple Park, you know, and there's the, <laughs> the you know, the, there's like a big red button under a plastic cover. And, you know, there's, there's, there's two people with, with, uh, keys that have to turn them at the exact moment. And then someone flips a button and then pushes the big red button that actually says, you know, iOS 17 goes to a billion devices. Um, you know, whenever that actually happens in my mind, it's usually <laughs> around midday, uh, California time. So that's when you could expect it, but don't release your app until, you know, right around then. Or you could potentially say, Hey, maybe I'll do it a couple hours before that, uh, that you would expect. You know, so, so you could potentially be one of the first apps that is fully propagated with the updates to it. But I think that, I mean, that level of timing and precision is probably not actually that meaningfully different. But hold it until then would be my recommendation. That's certainly what I'm doing because otherwise it just gets really confusing for your customers and it's not something that is super helpful versus them. You know, if, if someone is running iOS 16, downloads your app update and says, oh, you know, you're talking about these interactive widgets. I can't find them. It's a much easier thing to say, oh, you need to update to iOS 17. Uh, and, or even if, if they did that on their own and they go to the settings app and there is no iOS 17 in there, that's just going to cause confusion. So just be aware of this. It's just something to keep in mind. Um, and, you know, overall it should be fine and it's just be careful. Obviously you could be in the slightly awkward place of, you know, if you are still at this point wanting to do a regular bug fix update, uh, between now and next Monday, like, I don't know if you just have to be super careful with how you do that. And I, w I, I wouldn't like, I just, uh, there are bug fixes that I've been just sort of like sitting on because I just don't want to do any up other, any other up app updates at this point, other than my major app update, just to, uh, out of fear of, you know, somehow breaking something, which would be a terrible you know, situation to find myself in. Yeah. Also, there is one, <laughs> one warning again, it might be too late for you <laughs> for this time, but one warning again, you know, in the early days of the App Store, we had there were a few areas of App Store policy that were just absurdly stupid and dysfunctional. One of those was, of course, the big NDA, the the App Store NDA back in like for the original iOS SDK, where the entire SDK was NDA. <laughs> So you couldn't like ask questions on Stack Overflow about it. Like imagine that today, right? That's ridiculous. Um, one such stupidity still remains in the App Store policies, and that is that you can still get rejected today for mentioning iOS 17 or the new OSs in your release description. Yeah, people have been posting on Mastodon. It it is still happening. So 
when you submit your update to App Store Connect um, for you know with your iOS 17 or watchOS 10 or macOS whatever builds. Don't say that in the release notes. You can allude to it. You can say, you know, updates for upcoming software releases or things like that. Like, but you you cannot use the words iOS 17 or watchOS 10 or etc. in your release notes because there, if you do, there is a substantial chance, not 100%, but a substantial chance that they will reject you for mentioning pre-release software. Even though they have announced it publicly twice, doesn't matter. <laughs> they yeah. will reject you for, quote, pre-release software uh, mentioning. This is really stupid, but it, they're still doing it. So it's something to be aware of. So just don't mention that in your release notes. Yeah, I will say typically you are fine if you make reference to new features. So saying like interactive widgets um, or things like that are usually fine. But yeah, it's just one of these funny things that usually I try to be very specific and uh, clear in my release notes, but for these particular updates, you sometimes have to be a bit more vague and, uh, you know, kind of hand wavy about exactly what you've changed. Um, I think it's good to not go the extreme of just be like that this is a, you know, compatibility update and just have no, have nothing of any value there. Which is technically true. <laughs> sure. Which it is technically true, but I think I, I would rather have something there. I mean, it's a lot better than one year I went with updates from the future and they let that go. <laughs> sure. <laughs> But yeah, I guess if they if they will allow you to mention features, that's that's probably a good thing. I mean, but what about like if you if there's like a branded feature like Dynamic Island, like are, were you allowed to say that kind of stuff? Oh gosh, who knows? I think I w- I would stay away for yes, like, I would th- avoid it. Things, the things <laughs> that are capitalized don't uh don't, don't use just use, but like the the phrase interactive widget, I don't think is a. Uh, I, I, got, I got through mentioning interactive widgets in in, in, in mine, so I don't know for what you know, take that for what it's worth, but. Um, it's just a, a small thing that you don't want to have trip you up um, in, in, in this sort of very high, you know, high turnaround situation. That's not what you want to if you want to if you get rejected for, for a real reason, like great, don't be re- ideally you won't be rejected for a kind of a silly reason. So, um, yeah, and I guess the last thing that's probably worth talking about is like thinking, planning and thinking about for like what next week might look like um, is probably just worth worth kind of walking through that. I said somewhere in you know in California on Monday, someone will you know flip up the the cover and hit the big big red button, and iOS 17 and watchOS 10 uh, will go out to the world. I'm kind of picturing a, a, like one of those giant knife switches instead. Sure, like yeah. with like the two poles and like the handle where you gotta like reach your arm all the way to the ceiling and pull down this giant knife switch. Yep. Nope. I could see that too. Like, I just, I hope there is, I hope they, honestly, I do hope it isn't just like someone in some, you know, in some board, like cube, uh, just, it's just like hits enter and then that's it. But that um, is probably like, what it actually is. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah. But hopefully there's a little, at least a little bit of ceremony with it because it's, it's kind of cool. Like it is kind of a fun thing to, you know, all the, the amount of effort and work that has gone into, uh, this update and with, you know, is, is, we're, we're, we're probably worth a little bit of ceremony, but, Oh, however they do it, and you know, I would uh, hope hope that there is there is some celebration within Apple about this. Uh, it'll go out, and then probably something worth 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 sort of keeping in mind is that while it's easy for if you are in the kind of like tech, you know, if if you you interact a lot with you know techie people, you will see oh, and it seems like everyone is iOS seventeen right away. Um, that's not actually the way that these these rollouts tend to go. And if I look at the curves for uh, like my update 
sort of frequency, it follows a very predictable pattern where it seems like Apple, in addition to having the big red button, they also have several smaller buttons that they, uh, or dials, I guess it would be, to, to tune exactly how many devices are getting uh, the new version right at, at a particular time. And yeah, those are like purple, yellow. Yeah. Yeah, because essentially what will happen is the first day or so, it seems relatively few people will automatically be getting the update or being prompted to update. And so you'll have like maybe one or two percent, two or three percent updating at that point. And it'll be this sort of this slow thing. Are they just doing like the App Store phase release? (laughs) It, it, It almost seems like it. And then it's like and then it'll jump. And then it will jump again. And then at some point it almost like goes vertical and you have this very steep, like they just, you know, they've, they, and I, mean, I imagine this is internally with Apple. They're just making sure as much as they've done public betas, as much as they've done all the things, they don't want it to be, it, there's some glaring bug or some problem that uh, turns out, you know, has, is going to just destroy, uh, you know, a hundred million iPhones. Like that would be a disaster. And so it's better for them to roll it out very uh, incrementally. And so I think it's just important for us as a developer to keep that in mind that, not it's not this thing where it's going to be this you know immediate switch you're going to be supporting and the majority of your users are going to be running the old version uh for a while so just something to be aware of and keep in mind in terms of if you're doing customer communication you know someone emails you and is asking you about something don't assume that they're using uh, the new version uh, and ideally in some ways if you have a, a means for them to be emailing you within the app potentially at, you know at, at, attach some debug information to that uh, so that you can know uh what version they are running because uh, it can be slightly confusing and slightly complicated because you may be giving instructions especially with things like I run, I run into this a bunch with things like permissions dialogues where you know I need tell someone how to you know sort of turn permissions off and on in the health app for pedometer plus plus say uh you know the health app changes and is different in various ios versions and so the instructions i need to give someone would change uh based on which version they're running and so it's just an important thing to keep in mind that this process is not instantaneous it's not like suddenly thing uh all that will happen and i think it's also fair to keep in mind that you know the next I would encourage most people to sort of spend next week. You're mostly just going to be doing lot, lots, you know, dealing with little bugs, dealing with issues that come up. Um, you know, don't expect to be real, you know, launch, being able to turn back to major development, um, immediately expect that there's going to be compatibility issues. There's going to be things, or honestly, there's just going to be opportunities that you didn't think of, which is a, another common thing that I feel like happens this time of year where. It's the kind of, you know, it's, it's always amazing where you can, I've spent all summer deeply thinking about, say, a feature like, you know, interactive widgets. I've tried to think of all the things I could possibly imagine. My imagination has run wild. And then inevitably on Monday afternoon, some develop, you know, so some user is going to email me and say, Hey, could I do this? And they're going to suggest like the most killer, amazing, wonderful feature that I just <laughs> completely never, never imagined. And so that's awesome. And I want to make sure that I have sort of time and expectation built into my, my, my plans such that when those ideas come up, when something, you know, someone is suggested, like a user points something out that you're like, Oh, this would be so much better if it did X. Um, you'd be able to jump on those and be responsive and take advantage of the fact that the majority of your users won't have their first experience, like their first impression of your new features is likely not going to come for a week or two. Um, and so you have a, you have this nice window to where you can ramp up and polish and really refine, um, with a wider audience, uh, you know, what your features are going to look like. So take advantage of that, uh, and, you know, use that to, to maximum effect. See, I know I have a nerdy uh, customer base because I'm already at 7% iOS 17 usage. <laughs> it's not even out yet. <laughs> not 7%. Although that being said, I do have one as in a single user on iOS 18. <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> got the early adopters using Overcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think mine is current. Last time I looked, it was like 0.6% or something uh, was running iOS 17. So, yes, I think you, you were definitely a bit of an outlier there. I mean, you're, I think your user base is a little bit more uh, diverse and large <laughs> than mine. <Yeah. laughs> but that being said, though, honestly, I think because this is such a huge upgrade for widgets, I have a feeling you're going to see a more rapid uh, adoption than usual, simply because, like, you know, obviously that is your market, but also, like, that kind of thing tends to spread a lot, especially amongst young people, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know, you're going to have the power users there quickly. Then you're going to have the young people there quickly. Uh, you know, those are two pretty substantially sized groups. Um, so I- I'm-, I'm guessing you're actually going to see a more rapid adoption than than, you know, iOS 16 or 15. Yeah, no, I think that certainly could be the case. And I think with iOS 14, I definitely heard from many people that they upgraded to iOS 14 to get widgets. And so who knows, maybe this year will be the same thing. Uh, could you know, be a fun pattern if that is the case. Yeah. Well, congratulations on having a smooth, uh, you know, GM day. <laughs> this is this is like I kind of dread this day every year because it, it often has the potential you know, to have a last minute thing thrown in it or to have issues with App Store Connect or, you know, something gets clogged up somewhere or something something is like kind of a, a surprise in a bad way. And it seems like that didn't happen at all this year. It seems like this everything went pretty smoothly, relatively speaking. Um, and all your hard work paid off and, and you got everything done yesterday. I'm hopefully getting all my stuff done today. Uh, I'm not, I don't have a ton of stuff to release, but I have some basic widgets. Hope you like orange. They're all very orange now. Um, and, uh, and it's hopefully going very smoothly for everybody. So, um, you know, good, good job planning for this. Your, your hard work paid off and, uh, best of luck with the launch and, and, uh, you know, hopefully this is all, you know, going to go as smoothly next week as it has this week. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think it's, it's a, it's a fun time of year. And hopefully, yeah, I think we've been talking about this all summer about things that, um, you know, we can do to set ourselves up for success. And hopefully if you've done those things, then you're set up for success. (laughs) Someday I will be as, as, as good of a planner as you are. That day is not today. (laughs) Sure. You just got to keep listening to under the radar and then you'll get there. I'm sure, Marco. (laughs) Thanks everybody for listening. And we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye.